0: All right, we're back. Hey, hey, hey. Well, everybody's been wanting to know, hey, when when you coming out with part two? Delphi Unsolved Part Two. And I'm like, give me a break. We're working. We're doing the best we can. So anyway, well, welcome to Crime Pursuit Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bounds.
1: And I'm your co-host, Jackie Vest.
0: And we also have Heather France on the phone with us. So, yeah, she's with us.
2: Hey, guys.
0: So, Jackie, <laughs> I know you've been catching hell like I have been, uh, everybody in boxing, I mean, have they been getting you worse, or I don't know?
1: Um, it's kind of calmed down uh, for me on my part, but I get more positive, I believe, than you do. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I, I catch it. Everybody everybody jumps on my back for some reason. I don't get it. So, oh well. But I got big shoulders. I can handle it. it happens. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know get it prepared and get ready for production you know put it out there so yeah um, and, and this and plus this is a tough case so um, most definitely oh yeah so you know you hear the things and you the more and more you talk about it it, it just bothers me so <sighs> I don't know well okay welcome to Delphi unsolved part two we have a very special guest with us today this young lady is, I mean, just very brave. I, Jackie, I've been watching her interviews, and she has just done a good job. Uh, phenomenal. I, yeah, phenomenal. So we don't want to hold you up too long. Uh, tonight, we have Kelsey German as our guest. Uh, Kelsey, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Okay. So how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm pretty good. Um just doing some stuff for the ballpark and things today, so we've been pretty busy.
0: Uh, now, you're talking about the park that's being named after uh, Libby and Abby, right?
3: Yes, that is correct.
0: Okay, so give us a little bit rundown about, you know, what's going on with that and how that's coming.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, right now we're working on getting the funds together to finish up some of the building. Um We are making started, we're working on the softball fields right now, and then the driveway is actually pretty much finished. So that's what they're working on it right now.
1: How much funds are um, left to raise for the Memorial Ballpark?
3: Um, well, altogether, we're not really sure how much it's going to cost us, but right now we are working on a um, a grant that the state in, of Indiana does where they match $50,000, so if we can raise $50,000, they'll give us 50000 more. And I think as of last time I checked it, it was at 7000 So that is what we're working on to raise right at this moment.
1: Wow, that's a pretty incredible grant, though, to be able to have um, access to get that kind of help. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Awesome.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. Your sister, Libby, as your little sister, tell us about what your sister Libby was like when you guys were growing up.
3: My sister was a very adventurous person. Um, She loved going on adventures and doing anything she could. She hated being um, home doing nothing. That wasn't something she was good at doing. Um, She was always with friends, always playing sports, Um, very busy person. Um, She loved everyone and everything she came encounter with. She was a bright person. She always made people laugh. She was very fun to be with.
0: Was y'all, you know, pretty close growing up? You know, hang out a lot? or?
3: Yeah, me and Libby were really close. Um, our fi- family dynamics were a little funky, so uh, we always leaned on each other for different things and um, gave each other advice when we needed it, and um, we were the best friends that anyone could ever have. We had a very strong sister relationship, but we were more like best friends than anything else.
0: Okay, so let's go back to February thirteenth, two 2017. She came to you or she texted you and said, hey, or, you know, can you give us a ride? How did that go down?
3: It would actually be February 13th.
0: Okay, yeah, Um, excuse me, February 13th, yeah, excuse me.
3: Yes, she came to me and um, I was actually in the bathroom getting ready to go to a friend's house before work. And she came and asked if I would take them, and I would go with them um, to Hybrids, but I already had plans, um, so I offered to drop them off if she could get a ride. Um, it was very last minute. Um, she was actually working on her desk for her bedroom at the time and helping my grandma file some files for my grandma's business. Um, it was very last minute of her to ask me, or else I would have went. Um, yeah, that's kind of how the morning went.
0: So originally, had she wouldn't have waited till the last minute, uh, you would have been with them. Correct. You end up, you uh, You give her. You drop them off. Did y'all make arrangements on her being picked up? How did that play out?
3: Yeah, my sister told me before we left the house that my dad was supposed to pick her up as soon as he was done taking pictures for my grandma, which he was only maybe half an hour away, and he was going to be back in half an hour, so. Um, within an hour, he should have been there to pick her up.
0: All right. At this time, you done dropped them off. You're going, you left, you know, go do your thing. And, uh, so tell us mm-hmm. what happened after that.
3: Um, well, around four o'clock, my grandma had called me a couple of times, but I was getting ready for work. So I wasn't really paying attention. Um, about the, the second or third time my grandma called me, uh, I knew something was wrong. She never calls me right back to back. So I called her back and she asked if I'd heard from her. I hadn't heard anything um, since I dropped them off. So I called the place that I worked and told them that my sister was missing. I was going to go help look for her. Um, We got to Highbridge and my family was freaking out, looking all over, but we thought she should be. Um, And shortly after that, we contacted the police.
0: So you when you, you contacted the police, was that around 6 or 6.30 or 5.30-ish or what?
3: I believe it was 5.30-ish. Okay.
1: Did you feel like um, maybe they'd went off and went somewhere else without telling or...
3: Uh, at that point, we were thinking something happened. They dropped their phone. Uh, maybe one of them broke their leg and they didn't have a phone. Or maybe they had gotten lost on the other side of the bridge but we never would have thought that they would have ran away or they would have went somewhere that they shouldn't have. Right.
0: Was you out there with the rest of the family when y'all were searching that evening?
3: Yeah, I was I was out there as soon as my grandma called me. I was there. Um, after we called the police and were in contact with them, I spent most of the evening in the police department because they were questioning me as I was the last one that saw them. Um, so most of my evening was spent there. While my grandparents were out searching.
0: So I wanted to clear something up. I know that we had numerous people tell us that police and fire, I believe, suspended the search around 1145, is that is that true?
3: I'm not sure of the time, that, but there was kind of a blur. Um, but yeah, we did. they did call off the search. Um, sometime in the evening after it was getting dark Uh, It's pretty dangerous out there in the woods by the trails. So um, they believed it would be safer for everyone to stop searching. But that by no means meant that anyone stopped searching. Most of our friends and family were still out there until 2 or 3 in the morning.
0: And, And I'm glad you brought that up, honey, because I had also, well, Jackie, we had also heard and the investigators were told the same thing, that family and friends of the family, remain mm-hmm. out there searching to like 2 two thirty correct in the morning and mm-hmm. that's why now that she as the sister has now confirmed that that ain't a whole lot of ground to cover when you have because uh, her family's a nice-sized family from when i heard and they got a lot of friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there was a lot of concerned people out there and no sign of the girls period so
1: kelsey did you get um concerned at all when the police uh canceled the search until the next morning when they felt that there was no foul play um did you guys feel concerned that they did that
3: i think that i personally did i can't speak for my entire family uh i was really worried for my sister i knew it was going to be cold it was february um i was worried for abby too um they weren't dressed super warmly because it had been warm that day and i was uh incredibly worried that something was going to happen to them even if it, there was no foul play, and they were just lost. They could have died from hypothermia or something, and so I was really worried about that.
0: So it's pretty much safe to say it got pretty cold that night. We know it was a nice day earlier,
1: right? And then it got—it gets pretty cold in Central Indiana, though. <laughs> yeah, well, very,
0: very cold. Yeah, so it was so it was pretty cold out there that night, right?
3: Um, yeah. After dark, it it cools down a lot.
0: Okay, so that's been confirmed of where they stopped the search, and the family and friends remained out there now i had also heard that your grandpa got out a boat or a canoe or something was in the river uh trying to search as well is that true
3: uh that is true actually both of my grandfathers were out in a canoe searching um we at that point believed that maybe they had floated downstream Okay. Um, so we they were looking downstream to see if maybe they had floated and had gotten caught on something in the water
0: Okay, so that is true. So they were in the canoe. They were both in, going up and down the river trying to find the girls. Okay? So that would have been key if, if they would have been in the water. Their, grand, their grandparents would have found them. You know, so, mm-hmm. and this was late at night. I'm glad that we, you know, we cleared that yes. point. Um,
3: I don't know that they were searching at night. I think that they were in the, in the canoe the next
0: day. Oh, it okay. wasn't that night, it was the next day.
3: I, I think so. I don't think that they were in a canoe that evening.
0: Somebody said it was that night. Yeah, He I was, was real to concerned. Him. Yeah, he was real concerned, and he went home and got his canoe. I don't know how true that is, but that's what we heard.
3: Yeah, because we don't actually have a canoe, so uh, I'm not sure where he would have where he got it from. But I do know that at some point during our search, there were people in the in canoes.
0: Now, have your sister ever said anything? You know, hey, big sis, I have somebody, you know, trying to cause me problems or uh, I got someone stalking me or something just unusual. Had she ever said anything to you but before this incident?
3: No, no, my sister had never said anything like that. Um, and she was very open with me. So if something like that were happening and she knew about it, she would have told me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't believe that she was the kind of person to have somebody doing something like that. Um, She was the kind of person that everybody liked her. And I think Abby was the same way. They were very likable people. Yes. 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 Both
1: very beautiful souls.
0: Mm -hmm, Yeah. And we had heard that, too. Your mother told us uh, your sister was really big into uh, crime shows and things like that. Give us a little rundown of what you witnessed with her watching that type of stuff.
3: Um, That was actually something that her and I did a lot together. Um, She wanted to be a pathologist um, like the lady in. She wanted to be the person that studied the reason why someone died and solved that part of the crime. And um, we would watch these cold case shows on investigation discovery and oxygen and all these different shows just to see what these times were like um and so that was definitely something we did together um she loved like criminal minds and ncis and that kind of
0: thing so we see the video and we hear about the audio everything that she learned watching those shows she knew her life was in danger or not she knew something was wrong she knew
1: Uh, to get her phone out and record
0: yes and did even leave that evidence you know to say hey I mean, that was very brave of her yes, to, mm-hmm. to, yes, to do that. She made it a point. And because of it, this person will be caught. So at this point, it's been over two years. What is your feeling? Do you think law enforcement will have that person that is responsible? Absolutely.
3: Um, I, I know that they are doing the best they can. They're doing everything they have. Um, in their possession to do, Um, they're using every single thing in the entire database that they can to solve this. Um, They just don't have the right tip right now. Um, And I know they're so invested in this case. Um, I've been able to connect with the different investigators and they are so passionate about solving this one. I think it really hits home for a lot of people and especially law enforcement that knows much more than we do. So they are emotionally attached and they know that they're going to solve this because they're so passionate. And that's
0: good. And that's, and that's, and that's good to have them type of investigators um, that, that really takes it home with them. So that what makes yeah. them work so much harder. Yes. Heather, do you have any questions?
2: Um, I can't think of any specific ones. I just want to say that, you know, your sister was so brave. Um, and, and Abby, they, they were just, so brave, and I can't even imagine, I mean, for their age, that's so mature and just so amazing that, that she thought to record that. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed, and I just can't reiterate that enough, that they were just so brave um, in, in everything, and we really appreciate you coming on.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Kelsey, we do really appreciate you coming on, because we know you're busy and have a lot going on. Thank you. You went to CrimeCon in new orleans mm-hmm. right yeah so tell us about that what you know tell us about that experience
3: crime con is a very amazing experience especially for victims and their families um it's a chance to connect with different people who are going through similar things and a chance to tell a story that to people who haven't heard it yet um, i met so many people that have amazing stories that are so tragic, and they're conquering it like pros. Like, they are so strong and brave, and I'm so proud of them. I couldn't be in the place that I'm at without having gone to CrimeCon the last two years. I've been able to make so many friends to help add to my support system, and it really helps with the grieving process, too, because you're able to share your story with people that really understand you. Um, In a way that many people don't understand you, Right. it's very eye-opening.
1: I had a conversation with a woman. She uh, lives a few states away, and she sent me a message, and she said, if I could tell Kelsey German one thing, it would be don't ever blame what happened on yourself. Never blame yourself for what happened. Um, Has it taken you uh, some time now? it being two years to kind of get through that emotion and that feeling
3: i don't think that that's a feeling i'll ever not feel um i have come to terms with the fact that there's nothing i could do differently and there's nothing i would have done differently um i've learned a lot and i've learned to cope with the fact that i will feel guilty but i don't let that rule my life anymore as i did two years ago and
1: i and i want to say this too kelsey you're you're one of the brave too. You you step up and voice, and you keep uh, Abby and Libby alive through voicing things and going to CrimeCon and speaking. I've heard you speak, and you do a remarkable job. Um, even letting the public yep. know through traumatic experiences, there's still ways to stand up and be strong. And you do an excellent job promoting that, yes. and, and it gives other families faith as well with their issues and what's happened to them and other victims. Mm.
0: Thank you. She's right. That is amazing. You know, her grandmother got sick. Yes. And, you know, I saw her with her grandpa doing the interview. And, you know, Kelsey, you stepped up and, you know, you was able to say, let's do this. Let's get through this. Grandmother's sick. You know, you and your grandpa, you guys have been pounding it and really, really, you know, fighting to get that message out there. And and I'm just so extremely proud of you. I really am.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: I saw that the the interview, and it was just like, wow, she stepped because at first you didn't see or hear much from her, and mm-hmm. and that was understandable because that's tough. Because now mm-hmm. you got to go home, you got to walk by her bedroom every day.
1: Holidays are different. Birthdays are different. Yeah, yeah. Something a lot of people can't imagine.
0: Yeah. So I completely understand. And one thing I want to address, you know, social media can be pretty good, but at times it can be it can be harsh too. How has your family been able to deal with the horrible, nasty rumors against your family?
3: Well, I think that the key in that was figuring out that we're stronger than them. And together, against them, we're far mightier. Um, We pray about it a lot. Um, There's a lot of things that they say, and we're like, gosh, I really wish that I could yell at them and tell them how wrong they are. But no matter how many times we tell them they're wrong, they're not going to believe
0: it. Yeah, you're right. Because mm-hmm. they're 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 in their own mind. They're convinced. And, and, and some of these people have psychological issues. But yet they, they have go, to. Yeah, I'm <laughs> claiming they're trying to solve a yeah. case. But, you know, you're going to get a true, meaningful apology from this crew. Uh, we are truly sorry that you and your family have been just attacked with no facts, no proof know anything just attacked at the time where you guys are grieving Mm -hmm. and it's it's just really sad and we are truly sorry you guys are going through and i me and jackie we have been fighting with these people yes and and it's because (laughs) it is it ticks me off it not it pisses me off okay let me make it right (laughs) it pisses me off because you know it's disrespectful it's very
1: disrespectful you
0: know and here it is her grandmother is fighting for her life. Her and her grandpa, you know, trying to hold it down for the family and grieve at the same time. You know, they just had one horrible situation after another. Right. And people can't take the time to say, you know what? I need to knock the bullshit off and just, you know, leave the family alone. But I I liked your response. I really did. Kelsey. Yes, me too. Yeah. So That's
1: awesome.
0: you want to tell everybody about your Twitter and everything that you're doing your for the justice, channel. yeah, for the justice for your sister?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, so for my Twitter, um, I'm using it to reach out to a new demographic of people that my family might not be able to because they're a little older than I am. Um, <laughs> so they don't know how to do podcasts or Twitter or all of these different things. So I took over that aspect, um, and so I'm using it to share news articles to people that don't use Facebook and don't watch the news. Um, And then I'm also networking with people who are going through similar tragedies or um, are going through their own tragedy that might not be anything like mine, Um, as well as reaching out to different media to uh, help spread the word a little further because he could be anywhere at this point. Um, So I'm fighting the way that I know I can.
0: Okay, and you're doing a... Awesome job doing that too. Yes,
2: amazing. Yes,
0: and because uh, I great job. Yeah, I've been following you um on Twitter, so mm-hmm. yeah. Heather, did you have something you want to say?
2: Yeah, um, just one thing. One question I have, Kelsey, is if you could speak to the killer right now, because you never know, he may be listening. You, you don't know. What do you want to say? Because now is, is the platform we want to give to you. What, what do you want to speak to them?
3: I'm really sorry that you were so low that you had to do this to feel better about yourself. Um, this is something that you can't think anybody would ever do, but you did it. And I'm sorry for you and your family because I know they're hurting just as much as my family is. So, oh. And we will catch you. No matter how long it takes, we'll keep
0: fighting until we do. Mm-hmm. I heard that. You go, girl. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I agree because uh, his day coming. I- I'm going to yeah, say that. Coming. I'm going to throw that out there. So people can get mad all they want. I don't care. Listen, Ed Bounce said it. His day is coming, and it's coming soon. That's all okay. I'm going to say about that. You know, Kelsey, we'll be praying for you, sweetheart. Yes. And Thank you, you yep. hang in there. You keep doing what you're doing. You keep being that voice. You keep hitting social media. Don't let these trolls, you know, stop what you're doing. Girl, keep it moving. Keep going forward. We are proud of you. Mm-hmm. You are doing a wonderful job because the killer and people like him is not keeping you silent. They're not keeping you afraid. So you are showing them that you are not going to stand down, and that's what I love about you.
1: Yes. Thank
0: you. So we appreciate you coming on the show. We know you have a busy schedule, especially after you came back from CrimeCon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thank you so much, and tell your grandmother we're praying for okay?
3: I will. Thank you. Thank you, Kelsey.
0: All right. You take thank care. Thank
3: you so
0: much. You as
2: well. Thank
0: you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So, Heather, give me... So tell me what you think, you know, with everything she's been through, you know, tell me, did you sense the strength in her voice? I mean, I know I did. I just want to hear what you, you know, what you think about that.
2: Again, I can't imagine what, what the whole family's gone through and, you know, we're two years out. So let's keep that in mind too, that, you know, it's still so fresh and she's still so passionate. And obviously that's not something that's ever going to go away. So of course, you know, you, you feel that grief in her voice and you just, you feel it, and you can't help but but feel it.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I could just feel the strength, and I'm like, wow.
1: I had to fight back tears, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Because you really do feel it.
0: Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. I mean, the strength. I mean, she just. And, and Incredible. The, yeah, it's just interview after interview. She always rises up and delivers. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, I follow her on twitter and she's constantly on there talking about hey there's a killer out there and we're gonna get you i mean she's she's bold
1: you know it was really good to hear say that you know going to crime con throughout these past uh, couple years that she she's met people great support team and that's huge for the family uh, that don't can't really get on Facebook or social media and their names get drugged through dirt like that. They have this huge support team and people they meet and get together, other victims and victims' families and so forth that come together. And I'm glad they got that kind of support.
0: And we're going, hopefully, we can go next year. So. I'm,
1: I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so yeah. there's a couple points I want to point out. I, I had to, you know, I just keep listening to the press conference and just keep trying to pull things from it and trying to dissect it. I mean, you know how we do, Jackie. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, I'm a
1: dissector.
0: (laughs) Well, we know you are. And so is Heather. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yep. We work good together, girl.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yes, we do. I want to play something with the press conference real quick and just explain some things.
1: We believe you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. We know that this is about power to you and you want to know what we know. And one day you will. A question to you, what will those closest to you think of when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls, two children, only a coward would do such a thing. We are confident that you have told someone what you have done. Or at the very least, they know because of how different you are
0: since the murders. You know, Jackie, when you played that clip, we were looking at, he he had made mention that the people that are close to him, what would they think of him, the people that are close to him? Let me say this. I think after listening to that again, you know, Garrett is locked up. Correct. Correct. Now, the superintendent, we can say he's been around for some a long time. You just don't get appointed by the governor for just being on right. the Indiana State Police five years. I, I ain't buying that. So he's been around for a long time. So him being around a long time, he knows that uh, how the jail and the prison system works. Uh-huh. So let me give you a rundown on how it works, because I have been incarcerated in my younger years. So I know any time a young man or older man come into the general population, if he has any crimes against small children or sex crimes against small children he is at minimum beat half to death yep okay that's at minimum uh those are the rules inside the penal facilities uh facilities that's the rules there is no in between you're getting it now i think when he said that he was was saying that your fellow inmates that are around you i could be wrong i could be wrong Hmm. But I'm thinking he's saying, because who else would he be talking about those that are closer? Because he's talking about more than one person. Okay. Yes. So with him talking about more than one person, it's like, are you saying to him, yeah, when this come out that you've done this, they're going to look at you differently. And because regardless, we don't know if they wasn't sexually assaulted, but inmates ain't going to look at it that way. Oh, no. First of all, they're not a jury. They're not attorneys. They're not a judge. They are criminal defendants just like him. Uh, They don't make good decisions. So they're not going to make a good decision to hear his side of the story. If they made good decisions, they wouldn't be in the position that they're in now. Right. So hearing that, I'm wondering, like, man, is he saying the inmates that are around you? Because if they found out it was him, he wouldn't be able to go. He wouldn't be able to stay in that cell block he wouldn't be able to perfect example did you see the interview with uh daniel nations when it first came out that they consp- compared his face to the sketch he was in a cell block sleep in a in his bunk and it was on the news and guys mm-hmm. in the day room were watching the news and saw that and said oh hell no yep and he was confronted by other inmates said, uh-uh, dog, you got to get up out of here. Get your stuff, get up out of here. And he was forced out of a cell block. And he hadn't done anything wrong. But just because he was on the news, that as a possible suspect, mm-hmm. that's why the rest of the general population were rising up to get him out of there. And and I remember I, re- I watched the interview, I'm like, wow. <laughs> that, that's how it goes down. So... This would be something like the same uh, similar situation, because if this came out, they don't have to mention that there was any uh, they were sexually assaulted. All they got to do is say he is responsible for murdering these two girls and the other inmates minds are going to go through the roof like, oh, really? So I think when he said that he was saying that because I'm like. Well, who is he talking about those around him? Right. So who's around him? Inmates. Exactly. I mean, what do you, I mean, Heather, what do you think?
2: Yeah, that's definitely a probable situation. Um, as you know, like you described, a hierarchy in prison, you know, it's its own subculture, prison life. As you know, you know, with your younger years, um, the, the pedophiles and the child killers, they are the lowest of the low um, in that system. And that's a well-known fact. And so, you know, when that word gets out, there's a target on his head instantly. Um, So it's possible. I mean, that that could be a probable uh, explanation, of course.
0: Yeah, and and to be clear, Heather, he's not in prison. He's in the county jail awaiting to be tried.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. jail, that's true. I mean, it's still, I say prison, but incarceration, it's it's kind of generalized with prison and jail. It's kind of throughout the whole system. So it's at a smaller right. level at the jail level, of course. Yeah. But but the rules still apply. It's a well-known apply. fact throughout mm-hmm. the whole incarceration system. So. Right,
0: right. And the rules still apply. So it doesn't make a difference. It, nope. You know how they feel about people. The same rules in the jail. It's going to be the same rules when you get to prison. Absolutely. But even worse. So when, when, I, when he said that, I'm thinking, hmm. Where where is he going with that? Because those are around you. You know, now when he's and then he also said in that clip, he said, we are confident Mm -hmm. that you told someone what you did or they know. Now, I think and I could be wrong. I'm just I'm just speculating here. There's no facts of this. This just old Ed thinking here. I'm thinking he could possibly be talking about Ashley. It makes sense because the reason why Ashley would go this far to help him—didn't she participate yes. in helping him get rid of the Nicole girl that was murdered?
1: Um, I don't. She didn't help get. She didn't go with him on the ride to dump Nicole's body. So I think she was just there at the the residence where it happened, and I don't know the details. Okay,
0: well I, I know mm-hmm. some. I couldn't remember. Um, someone said something about she participated in dumping the body or something.
1: No, it's just, uh, Garrett Kurtz and his friend, he went and picked up to transport the body.
0: Okay. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Ashley was there. Ashley was the one that was in the fight with the, the setup a fight. I should say yes. with Nicole. So she was there when it all went down and that may be what you're referring to. Um, But, yeah, I I could see him telling her because, number one, she was there when he killed Nicole, okay? And part of that, um, whether she knew it was a set-up fight or not, we don't know. But let's also maybe interject where a few months prior, um, it's on record, uh, that he actually choked his girlfriend, Ashley, tied her up, um, supposedly tortured her for two hours. He hid in her bathroom or in her house waiting for her to come home. And he also strangled her until she passed out and came to, passed out and came to, um, until she was able to call 911. So it's highly likely she knows a lot more than, um, and that's not speculation. That's, That's on record. That is, you know, that's that's there, so it, it's very highly likely she knows a lot more.
0: You know, they were close. You know, she knew a lot that he did, and and possibly it could been where you know he was saying, "Hey, if he told you something, come forward." And I think she does know. I mean, what do you think, Jack? I mean, I, I, agree. I think she I knows. I mean, if
1: the prosecution also, if they would give her an opportunity to say, "Hey, take this plea." If you tell us, you know, details of what you know and take this plea, you know, you would have a shorter sentence. And that's, that would be huge for Ashley, Garth, to take that opportunity and say, hey, well, I won't get in this much trouble if I do tell what I know.
0: Well, here's my thing. If she do know, girl, you better get to tell her. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, because, and, yeah. and 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 I'm not trying to be funny, but really she should. I mean, you know, come well, forward because... um. Ain't no need for her to go down with this dude. If you know something, then you better you better fly that kite. Uh, do y'all know what flying a kite is?
2: Yeah. Do,
0: and I, Heather, do you know what flying a kite is?
2: Uh, Only in the incarceration sense of the flying the kite through the cell blocks. I've heard of that, you know, kiting it with their little notes passing forward. <laughs> but I don't know if I know what you're talking about right now. <laughs>
0: Okay, let me tell you what flying the kite means. Uh, we're gonna we gonna have to we're gonna take you to school, Heather. we <laughs> gonna we're gonna educate we're gonna ta- me. We're gonna, educate yeah, we're gonna take you to criminal school. All right, flying the kite means when right. somebody writes a letter to the judge, prosecutor, police when they're telling on another inmate or telling about a wow. crime that they know about. So. Yeah, that's when we say fly the kite. <laughs> but I had to have see, some fun with that. I,
2: knew, I watched so much lockup, and I thought I was in on all these prison slang <laughs> and terms. And see, I'm educated today. You guys are educating me.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they don't, surely don't sell kites on the commissary. <laughs>
1: and another thing, Ashley Garth, just in the same sense of uh, Garrett Kurtz, when you're incarcerated, even in a woman's facility incarceration, okay. it goes the same way. If you've hurt a child, molested a child. Girl, you're getting it just as fucking bad. Cause I tell you what, if I was in jail or prison for some petty shit and a child molester came through or somebody that hurt a child, killed a child, I'm not gonna be nice. No. And I might take your bread.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, when like I said, when you're in jail or prison, they do not. They once they no. know they don't oh, know, you better get up out of there. Now in prison, if you think you're gonna go to general population. They will kill you. Oh, yeah. They will kill you. Um. And and yeah. like I said, minimum, you're going to get beat.
1: Especially those in there yeah. that know yeah. they're serving life. Oh. But they're never going to get out, so what's it matter anyways? Right. They right. don't care.
0: Right, right.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully now that if, if again, our speculations are true with Garrett, we've got to keep in mind, too, that it is on record that he did choke her. Ashley, I'm speaking about his girlfriend, or his on-and-off girlfriend, there was a restraining order that was actually broken so hopefully now that he is locked up if she does know and we'll give her a little benefit of the doubt here let's let's hope that she doesn't feel fear Because let's say she was scared if he's that violent and he did that to her this woman that he claims he loves on facebook every day of his life begging her to take him back you know i i'm sure there was you know we're talking about domestic violence At the highest level so i would hope that she could feel safe enough to say okay you know what now i need to do the right thing now Mm -hmm. i do need to Mm speak what i know i know what he did to me and if i do know something i have to do the right thing that i guess is my hope for her if if she does know
0: okay and 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 you're right And, and let me say this though heather you know when inmate i have seen men do it and i've heard of women doing it and, and it's funny as hell because they first get there and they say man i ain't no snitch i ain't got <laughs> nothing to say i ain't i ain't talking to nobody they telling the wholesale block yep it ain't in my blood it ain't in my family i don't get down like that i'm a gangster you know and they just talking all tough and then two three weeks settling in and then miss meal cramps start hurting because you don't eat good like you used to when mm-hmm. you when you in jail the food is a whole lot different and so when you sit there about two or three weeks and the Miss Mill cramps start kicking in and then you get on the phone and call home and the girl like, well, I'm busy. Can you call me some other time? And all that. Oh, oh, it sound like she done brought somebody else on. Now that that Mr. Tough guy, Gary Lee, and then that's when the kite start flying. I only say that biz with her is she's in that cell block with those women. Oh, I was part of this murder. You know, I'm. I'm this and I'm that. She's trying to make it look tough for the block, trying to be big and bad. But as those lonely nights close in and out each day, she's waking up in this in this jail.
1: And guilt settles and, in. Yeah,
0: and reality comes in and when it says, no, you, you're never going home from this. And I think it'll be a day. It'll be a day she's going to be like, you know what, I need to talk to somebody. And I think she's going to flip. Well, we appreciate you coming out listening. We going to have... A complete new pursuit coming real soon. And please follow us on our Facebook page, Crime Pursuit Podcast. Let me say this again. Please follow us on our Facebook page, Crime Pursuit Podcast. Also, we have a Twitter page uh, at Crime Pursuit. So, you know, go on there like we put pictures and things like that on there. We also have an Instagram Crime Pursuit Podcast. So go there. We have pictures and stuff there as well. Also, this Friday coming up, uh, we will be launching our website www.crimepursuitpodcast.com. So go there. Uh, You have to register to be on the website, and then there's a lot of cool videos, a lot of pictures. Jackie and Lindsey has a lot of stuff on there for you to review, and it's going to be constant stuff on there. We're going to have uh, different private segments of podcasts on there that's not going to be for the general public. So, and we also going to have the Crime Pursuit Podcast Rewind that can only be viewed on the website. So, remember, www.crimepursuitpodcast.com. All right, guys, we got to get up out of here and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.